Hey folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while and you're starting to think to yourself, hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. Hey folks, Sam Whitfield here. I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for downloading the audio podcast and listening to the show wherever you may be. I really appreciate it. And I would like to let you know that you can also now support the show directly via Anchor. If you go to anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield Report, you can now support the show using Apple Pay or Android Pay on your mobile device, depending on which type of phone you have. And you can contribute $1, $5, or $10 as the three levels of contribution. I would really appreciate anything that you can give Every little bit helps the show, and you can find the link to support the show directly in your show notes, depending on which app you're using. I would really appreciate the support if you can. If not, please uh, continue to support the show by giving us a rating on iTunes and sharing with your friends. Thank you very much, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Alrighty, and we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to tonight's edition of the Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, 
broadcasting live from NGC Studio here in South Florida. I want to thank you for joining me so much tonight. Um, as usual, if you would like to uh, get in touch with me during the show or at any time, you can, of course, follow me on, on Twitter and Instagram at NGC. Hashtag Whitfield Report. You can uh, follow me on Gab at Sam Whitfield. Facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report. Of course, the SamWhitfield.com is my official website. You can also find the audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. I want to thank you so much for uh, joining me. And of course, uh, happy happy September, everyone! It's uh, September first, the first day of the month. So how about that? You get to start the month off listening to me. And since it is the beginning of the month, you know what that means. It's time to uh, list off our patrons. Those of us, those of my listeners who are. Uh, Supporting the show financially, either uh, on Patreon or on Anchor uh, Listener Support. Whichever way you're uh, contributing to the show, I greatly appreciate. So I want to give a shout out to uh, my friend uh, Catherine Holiday. Uh, runs the Kitten Holiday uh, blog. She uh, contributed at the $5 level for uh, Patreon, so I want to thank her for that. I also want to thank uh, my friend, not can not Canabare. He's uh he's also contributing at the $5 level, so I want to thank him for that too. A uh, couple people contributing uh, at the dollar level on Patreon. Uh, too. I want to thank those people as well. And then, of course, uh, my buddy Quinn is supporting uh, the show via Anchor Listener Support uh, at the very generous level of $10 per month. Very generous contribution. Uh, of course, all of the uh, contributions are generous, and I want to thank everyone who is supporting the show uh by those mediums, you're why I'm able to keep this podcast commercial free, and uh, with your help, I'll be able to continue to grow and expand the show and improve the quality and bring on more guests and maybe eventually take this show on the road. So I want to thank everyone who is supporting the show uh, financially, and of course, I want to thank all of you who are uh, supporting the show, even if you aren't financially, I want to thank all of those who are also uh, liking the videos and sharing them with your friends and leaving comments and subscribing, and also subscribing on uh, Anchor and all the other podcast platforms and sharing this with your friends and family and families and coworkers. I really appreciate it. Alright, now that we've got the uh, the business and promotional end of the show out of the way, um, 
Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's topic is honestly going to be a, a break from politics. Uh, there wasn't that much in the uh, news this eve this week regarding politics, and uh, I suppose that's kind of a good thing. Last week was just a whirlwind of political news with uh, Russia, uh, with quote-unquote Russiagate stuff uh, breaking out. We also had uh, the whole thing with Trump and, uh, you know, Trump's lawyers and the whole Michael, Michael Cohen thing. We, we covered that last week uh, pretty in-depth. This week, uh, thank God, we've got a little bit of a break from politics, and so I won't spend, uh, you know, too much time talking politics, but there is one thing. And I brought this up on Thursday's edition of the podcast, which was audio only. Um, I On Thursday, I talked about the downfall of the Me Too movement and uh, how Anthony Bourdain's girlfriend, uh, Asia Argento, she's kind of been the de facto, well, not the de facto leader, but she was one of the main figureheads of the Me Too movement. And uh, I guess uh, a young man who I would say is now either 23 or 22, so actually right around my age, uh, recently won a, a, a lawsuit uh, against her because she uh, sexually assaulted him when... He was 17 on the seven movie or something like that. So on Thursday, we talked a little bit about that. And, uh, you know, the general consensus, and rightly so, with uh, Asia Argento, or I, I think that's how I'm pronouncing her name. I've, I've heard it. That's how I've heard it pronounced. Um, but regardless... I think the whole point that people are starting to realize, and, and rightly so, is you can't, uh, those who live in glass houses should not throw stones. And, uh, you know, in the case of Asia Argento, I, you know, she started the Me Too movement, in essence, with a few other uh high-profile actresses, and yet, as a result, she herself uh, has been swept up in the Me Too movement as a perpetrator, and I kind of find that poetic justice, and I, I'm, I'm glad that she's actually gotten swept up into this somewhat. I was... The one thing I was always critical of with the Me Too movement, and believe me, I, I, I still have plenty of criticisms for that movement, but I was... One of my biggest criticisms was that it seemed that it was a movement exclusively geared towards the... Uh, towards sexual misconduct and sexual 
abuse against uh, exclusively actresses or other female performances in the Hollywood community. And of course, we all know that, or at least we all should know that sexual abuse does happen to both genders. Uh, so I actually am kind of glad that, you know, she kind of got swept up in the me too thing as well. Obviously, I'm not glad for the kid, but I, I guess what I'm saying with her is I'm glad that she was exposed for what she did, and now, you know, she's kind of being lumped in with all the other people she's having... She's having to live up to her own standards, finally. And, uh, you know, that may, that's, uh, you know, that's got to be tougher. It also, I don't know if this is true. I've heard theories on the internet about this. But many are now speculating that uh, Anthony Mordain may have tried to, to pay off the kid and there were there there are the speculations that she's done this before and perhaps she and Anthony uh, paid some of the victims off and so that was why he was suicidal I don't know uh, that's just what I've read online and that's a that's a theory uh, I can't confirm or denying I'm just reporting what I've heard but if that is true that makes uh, sense certainly so that was what I talked about on Thursday's audio podcast, and um, again, that's an audio exclusive, so go over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcast from and listen to that. Um, Friday, yesterday, actually late Thursday night after I uh, recorded the audio podcast, it was uh, announced or I guess revealed that comedian Louis C.K., uh, I guess, made a surprise appearance at a comedy club in New York City. Now, I've said from the beginning of the whole Louis C.K. thing, I don't condone what he did, obviously, I find what he did to be disgusting. Uh, you know, that that probably wasn't that probably wasn't a great thing for you know him to be doing career career You know, it's it's just all around disgusting. There's no denying it. Um, and I'm glad he got called out on it. But at the same time, uh, I am a fan of his comedy. I have been for a, a long time, and I'm not going to stop, uh, you know, liking his comedy, um, even though I don't agree with what he did, even though I don't condone it. It's not in the same realm of Harvey Weinstein, uh, you know, it's, it's not even in the, in the same league as someone like Harvey Weinstein or, you know, God forbid, Bill Cosby. He did nothing illegal. It was gross, but it was also consensual, too. Um, so, anyway. Hey, Chuck. Uh, Chuck has a funny comment, too. 
Louis C.K. is the Macy's perfume section of uh, sex. He'll just spray that shit on and on you unasked. Uh, yeah, funny that you should mention that because I was actually at Nordstrom today, which is where I got this new hat, by the way. This is a new one I'm I'm wearing, and I, I got that. It's it's funny they mentioned that because I actually got sprayed on my on my way out with uh, perfume, and then the and then the lady there was uh, saying, "We have a special. It's it's a ninety two dollar, uh, you know, masculine men's perfume, uh, you know, and it's like, well, hey, I don't think men wear perfume. We we wear a clone, but not perfume." And, uh, you know, at $92 a, a bottle, eh, well, I'm a broke college student. I can't really a afford that. Um, this hat was only, like, $30, though. So, it was a pretty good deal, actually. Um, at any rate, like I was saying, Louis C.K.'s situation is interesting. Because, like I said, while I don't condone what he did, for him to be lumped in with the likes of Harvey Weinstein or Bill Cosby is absurd. And this is my big problem with the whole Me Too movement, is we've taken all these uh, cases of, of either sexual misconduct or in the case of... Uh, you know, Bill Cosby, sexual assault and, you know, rape and crimes. And we've kind of mushed them all together so that they're all equally bad in the eyes of the Me Too. Now, in a way, they, they are, but I think there are different degrees of severity, right? Uh, if, you're a, if you're like a bank robber, but you don't hurt anyone, you don't get the, you don't get the, the, uh, the death penalty, obviously. Um, you know, whereas opposed to if you're a serial killer, you obviously would. Um, the, you know, there are different punishments for different crimes in the criminal justice system, and yet one of the big problems with the Me Too movement is we've kind of lumped them all in to be like the absolute worst thing possible, okay? Louis is being treated exactly the same by a, lots of these Me Too critics as by a lot of these Me Too accusers. He's being treated the same way as uh, Bill Cosby. And like I said, I don't condone what he did, but come on, that, that's, that's a little ridiculous. Like, I, like, um, you know, like I said, and like he, he said, he's he's not proud of it. It it was all it was mostly all all consensual, and you know, even the women said it was consensual. It was weird, but it was consensual. So the reason why I bring this up is uh, Louis C.K. was at a New York Connie Club uh, on Saturday, or no, on Friday, I guess, of this week. And, uh, he did a set, and he got a big standing ovation for his return. 
And uh, apparently, though, that wasn't good enough for his critics, uh, his Me Too critics, who think he uh, he came back too soon to the uh, to the comedy scene. So anyway, I, I have a clip here from uh, NBC News, which kind of recaps the the story of his return to comedy. I want to play this for you. So this is the first, uh, you know, audio soundbite of the evening. This is the NBC News report on Lucy K's return to Connie. Let's roll the tape. Louis C.K.'s performance on Sunday night at a New York comedy club was just 15 minutes. His appearance unannounced. The crowd gave him a standing ovation. It was his first performance since being accused of exposing and touching himself in front of multiple women. He was just like regular Louis. The club about, owner you know, says he made no mention of it in his act. I do wish he had. I, I think it would have been much better for him. I think it would have taken some of the heat off of us. In November, Louis C.K. admitted that the accusations of sexual misconduct were true. The response was swift. His deals with FX Network, Netflix, and HBO were canceled. Now the comedian and the New York Club are facing criticism for his performance. It's a very difficult position to be standing between a person and his livelihood. I know that Me Too was supposed to destroy a lot of men's careers. It hasn't exactly. But what it didn't do is give women the opportunity to have careers. Last May, one... Okay, now that now that statement right there, ladies and gentlemen, it is it it makes no sense to me, honestly. What? So we're supposed to just give these women careers and calling now or in film just because they were victims of sexual misconduct? I mean, granted, there were lots of, you know, women who, in the case of Harvey Weinstein, were, you know, pressured to allow Weinstein to masturbate in front of him or suck his dick or whatever he had them do. And, you know, if they, if they did it, he gave them a career. And, you know, if, if they didn't, uh, you know, then he ruined them. And I, I think that is sickening, and I think that is certainly coercion. I think that's a crime. But just because that happened, and just because Louis acted unprofessional, that doesn't mean that he isn't, that these actresses or these comedians, these female comics, are automatically entitled to having careers in Hollywood or what, whatever, whatever portion of show business. That's like me going uh, to the Olympics, to the Olympic Committee, and basically saying, I want to be 
a 500 uh, meter, a 500 dash runner. Uh, that's always been my dream, but I can't because I'm physically handicapped. But you guys need to make, uh, you guys need to allow me to be a runner anyway, because, you know, I, I gonna do on my own. That's kind of what this is like, okay? Yeah, I'm sure there were, there, there were some talented actresses. Or some talented potential actresses that got screwed over, uh, both metaphorically and literally, by Harvey Weinstein. I'm sure there were, but I'm also sure that there were plenty of women who were screwed by Harvey Weinstein, and maybe by uh, Louis, you know, with the whole masturbation thing, that still didn't deserve careers in Hollywood. So just because this happened doesn't mean that women should automatically get careers from them. Same with men. But uh, anyway, let's continue this clip. 48 seconds left. Roll the tape. Louis C.K.'s accusers, Rebecca Corey, wrote an article saying she received death threats and was attacked online since going public. Also writing, the idea that C.K. re-entering the public eye would ever be considered a comeback story is disturbing. The guy exploited his position of power to abuse women. In his statement last year, Louis C.K. wrote, there is nothing about this that I forgive myself for, adding, I will now step back and take a long time to listen. Okay, and that is one thing I I want to bring up too, real quick. I and I know this doesn't excuse his behavior. I'm not saying it does, but I brought this up before, and I'll bring it up again. You do have to at least, maybe not admire him. That's not the right word, but you do have to respect him, or or at least give him credit for coming out ahead of this and not trying to deny what happened. Um, he could have just as easily done that, you know, and gone the route of Bill Cosby. Had he done that and tried to cover things up, obviously, I wouldn't be, I still wouldn't be a fan of his. I wouldn't be supporting what he's doing. I, I'd be much more uh, critical, and I would be in agreement with these women that, you know, what he did was wrong. But the fact that he shut, that he did show the integrity to come out ahead of this thing and say, "Yeah, they're true," and I'm not proud of it, and I'm going to step back and take a break. That might not be, again, I'm not saying I admire that necessarily, but I respect it. I don't think, uh, you know, I, I wish more celebrities did that when they messed up, like, you know, Charlie Sheen and 
Lindsay Lohan, you know, they, they've messed up too. Uh, how many times do we give those stars a second chance? Yet, you know, we, we can't give Louie a second chance because, you know, hashtag me too. It's become a whole, a whole movement. So, you know, I'll finish up this clip. His critics don't think he took long enough. Stephanie Gosk, NBC News, New York. Hey, NBC News fans, thank Okay. Uh, yes, so I guess I pretty much had finished that, that clip up. So like I said, I don't condone what he did. I don't think anyone does. I don't think his fans do. But I think we also recognize that he admitted to making a mistake. And by the way, this the mistake he made was like long before he was famous too. Like I think it happened like way back in 2002. And I think maybe then he was like just starting to get known like in the underground scene. But, you know, it's not like he was doing this as recently as, like, two years ago. You know, it was something he did when he was much younger, and then he he did recognize that it was wrong, and he stopped doing it, and yet, you know, he still got thrown under the Me Too bus for something that he did, like, a, a long time ago. At least that's, by all accounts, from what I've read, that's the case. That's what happened. So, Joe Rogan had an interesting take on, on this whole thing, and uh, so did Tom Papa. This uh, got brought up on Rogan's podcast. I won't play the whole segment, but I do want to play a little bit of it. And uh, Kyle Dunnigan, who uh, is a hilarious uh, impressionist, Ryan Marhofer and I have talked about Kyle Dunnigan before. Uh, Kyle Dunnigan did a, uh, you know, impression of Trump basically congratulating Lucy K on returning to comedy, and uh, Joe Rogan actually plays that clip on his show, so uh, hopefully it'll allow me to play this, uh, so, but anyway, here's the clip of Rogan talking to uh, Tom Papa about Lucy K's return to comedy and their whole opinion. Uh, like I said, I don't want to play the whole clip, but I do want to play at least a portion of it. And, uh, I'll link it in the show notes on the audio version for those who want to go back and, uh, listen to it later. Alright, uh, roll this clip. Do anything. So what do you think about this Louis C.K. thing? Uh, Louis C.K. has returned. And yeah, he came up back. In arms. Everybody's going crazy. Kyle Dunnigan did a... Uh, go to Kyle oh, Dunnigan's really? page and pull out his uh, his Instagram. Oh, Kyle really? Dunnigan, who has the best Instagram page. The best. <laughs> it's the best. If you're not going there, it's Donald Trump <laughs> congratulating Louis C.K. for his return. Oh, no. Give me some volume. Hey, Louis. Trump loved what you did at the comedy club. So terrific. <laughs> Nobody knew what was happening until you were standing right in front of them, spewing out your material. Classic Louie. 
Well, thank you, sir. I... You didn't ask anyone if they wanted to see it. You gave them no choice but to watch you work it. Beautiful. <laughs> I just went there to do some jokes. They were good jokes. <laughs> now people are like, oh, oh, too soon. I'm on stage forever. You should have talked about the elephant in the room, though. Okay? Start off with something like, hey, I just flew in from California, and boy, are my arms tired from jacking off of the airplane the whole time. <laughs> it was terrific. Everybody was trapped in there, forced to watch me. Best play of my life. No, no way. Are you crazy? I'm not doing that joke. Okay, I gotta go, okay? Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Louis C.K., you're hilarious. <laughs> All right, so real quick, I've just got a comment that that is hilarious. And, uh, you know, Kyle Dunnigan, he doesn't do the best Trump I've heard. It's pretty good. It's getting better. Uh, his Bill Maher is, his Bill Maher is spot on, actually. Like, if I didn't know it was Kyle Dunnigan, I would have literally thought that it was, uh, you know, Bill Maher. So definitely check out his Instagram, and it, uh, his impression of Louie is spot on as well. I mean, I almost wondered if he called up Louie and got him to uh, do the, you know, sketch himself. Uh Obviously not, but that's just how talented of a uh, impressionist Kyle Dunnigan is. He's like another uh, Dana Carvey, almost. Dana Carvey is the master of uh, impressions and whatnot. Uh, anyway, so like I said, uh, Rogan and Papa have a pretty uh, interesting take on this. I'll just play a short excerpt. All right, let's continue uh, playing this. <laughs> oh, he's so shout, damn shout funny. Shout out to Kyle Dunnigan. Uh, my old roommate. Is he you really, your old roommate? Oh, yeah, really? Kyle and I, for sure. Where'd you guys live together? New York City in well, a shit. horrible one-bedroom one apartment. Had no doors. I was on a futon. He was in the back. We had no windows. It was covered with roaches. Wow. No sink in the bathroom. Look at you now, making We're... bread on TV. Kyle <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dunnigan's mocking the president and one of the best comedians of our age. <laughs> I know, it's so great. <laughs> oh, what a mess. Yeah. What a mess. What do you think about this? Some people don't want him to come back. Some people think they should. he should be allowed to come back and he served time off and... And then the the argument by a lot of women is yeah, but he hasn't said anything. Like he had one done anything. Yeah. What is what you know? What shows that he's learned anything? Like what what should you have to do? I don't know. I mean, Louis very smart. I'm sure he'll if he wants to keep doing it after this reception, he'll probably come out with some statement or do something. I don't know. But the reality is, uh, what did he lose? They took away networks took away his stuff just film distributors weren't going to put out his film well the film but as a comedian from by all accounts the film was shit anybody who's seen the film i haven't seen it yeah i have a few friends that saw it. they're like it's just so creepy and weird especially in light of like <laughs> of what, what he was doing yeah. yeah it's just like no I'm, but regardless whether it was good or not i'm just saying like right the industry said fx said i'm taking this show from you hbo That's, said we're taking this stuff off netflix, netflix said we're yes. taking this off well, right? he's definitely he definitely lost money financially but those sure. and those are entities that okay but is that punishment or is that them exercising their desire to not work with someone 
who's been accused of something that they don't want to be associated with. Yeah. Like, is that a punishment? I don't. That well, seems to me that they're they're making a decision of who they work with and who they not work with. Right. It affects him negatively. Sure. But it's not necessarily a punishment. Well, there's it. it I don't know it. I think it would feel like a punishment. Sure. But my point is, there's these entities that can prevent him from making a living. As a comedian, though, he can walk into a garage, and if he has fans, they're going to come see him. Right. He has he has that under his control. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nobody can stop that. Nobody. So he can do it. It's up to him whether he wants to or not. It's up to his fans whether they show up or not. And it's up to the people that hate what he did and are really against him to not go. Right. That's well. That's why this thing was weird because yeah. like he just showed up at the cellar, which is like his favorite place to go. And he just worked out material. And the audience, like Kyle was saying, is just they're trapped in there and they can't right. get out. They they right. didn't have an option to say, I don't want to see him. It's really interesting, all the different spins, though, all the different women's spins. You know, and one one really b bizarre spin that I saw was this woman was saying that this is indicative of the problem of all comedy clubs, an aggressive male audience and women sitting there f feeling threatened, not being able to use their voice. I'm like, use their voice. Like, what are you gonna heckle? They're saying like you like you would be more empowered if there were more women so you could heckle. Yeah. Like I, is that's not cool. Like you're not supposed to do that at a comedy club. If you don't like someone, just don't laugh. You know, right. but like it, I mean this one but here's the thing. It's not your job or it's not your place to say that you don't like someone when the other people do like it. You know, if you're right. If you I do want to inter I do want to interject here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that exactly seems to be like what this whole Me Too thing in terms of Louis is about. Again, he did nothing illegal, and yet the Me Too thing that has basically said, well, he didn't do anything illegal. What he did was disgusting. He's apologized, but yet we can't forgive him, so no one should be able to see him anymore. Like I said towards the beginning of the show, you know, well, I don't necessarily admire him for, I have to give him credit for getting out ahead of this, you know, and saying, yeah, the rumors are true, rather than, you know, doing a Bill Cosby thing of, no, it never happened, and then, like, you know, 30 years later, almost 40 years later, we find out that, that it is true. Uh, hey, Brian, thanks for, uh, Tuning in. Sorry, we're about uh, ready to wrap up the show. It's a bit of a short one tonight, but uh, anyway, like I was saying, uh, you know, I, I and Joe brings up a good point. If you don't like Louie, don't buy his uh, don't buy his comedy and don't support him. If he bothers you that much, then just don't buy his stuff. But the other thing I mentioned that I want to, uh, the, the other thing I, want, I mentioned at the beginning of the program, and I, I brought this up before, but it is extremely weird to me that people, okay, after Lucy K, after the whole Me Too thing started, Prior to that, I mean, I, I was I was a pretty big vocal Louis C.K. fan. 
I, uh, you know, I watched his FX TV show. Uh, I bought all of his comedy, his stand-up albums off of his website, you know, and at $5 a piece. Uh, it was really cheap to, to do that. So, I mean, I have all his comedy albums. Uh, I I got Horace and Pete, which is his mini series. And had, it, had his movie come out, I probably would have watched it. I mean, I think... I mean, Louis' politics certainly don't align with mine. Politically, I mean, I, I disagree with him. But, like, as a, as a comedian and as a creative artist... I I think he's extremely funny and extremely talented. I mean, and as an artist, I've admired him and supported him. So, when the whole Me Too thing happened, there were, like, a lot of people who were like, so, you know, I, I guess that, I guess this means that you're gonna, like, dislike his Facebook page and you know, get rid of his comedy albums, and I'm like, well, no. And they were like, no, they were like, no, what do you mean? He's part of the Me Too thing, and it's like, I don't condone, condone what he did, obviously. But think of it this way, right? This was a conversation I had with, with this person. I said, think of it this way. I've already paid for those albums and his TV show. He's already got my money. So, like me deleting digital files that like I already paid for, I'm not taking anything away from him. Uh, you know, he's not on Patreon, so it's it's not like me you know, canceling my subscription is, like, hurting him or anything like that. Um, you know, and, like, getting rid of his... Like, he, he already has has the money. I get that it's symbolic, but, you know, it's not doing anything to him, especially since it's, you know, all digital material. Second of all, I, I don't condone what he did, but... I mean, the material is still funny. Some of it now is, like, cringeworthy. Like, and that's the other thing, folks. Like, in a, in a very dark way, I did think it was hilarious. Um, I do think it was kind of hilarious that he got busted for, uh, you know, jerking off in front of, of women. Like I said, I don't condone it, but in a, in a sort of ironic way, it's kind of funny because his entire bit was basically like, you know, the state of the world, politics, and then like, you know, the vast majority of it was like, you know, messed up masturbation jokes or, you know, jokes about how He's 50, so he can't jerk off as much anymore. So, uh... Brian writes, You know what's not funny? Hair and your toothpaste. Um, okay. 
I'm not sure. I'm not really sure what that has to do with anything. Um, but yeah, that that that's not funny. Um, but uh, yeah. All right. Um. So anyway, Rogan was making some pretty good points, and uh, you know, I I. I do kind of want to see uh, where, like I said, I won't play the, uh, I won't play the whole clip, but I do want to play like a little more of it because I interrupted uh, Rogan's point. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll do, uh, afterwards, I'll do a wrap up and close all that stuff. So. Uh, let's see. Resume. You can get up movie. and walk out. Yeah, just like you're going to see a movie. Yeah. Like you're an audience member. Right. The, the deal is you're not there to perform. The audience is there to just sit there and laugh or not laugh. Right. But don't be rude to the other people that are enjoying it. So as soon as you put right. your sensibilities above the rest of the audience, well, you're a problem. Right. You've made – if it, you decide like, hey, I didn't like this. I'm going to go home and write about it. That's totally your prerogative. That's fine. Get up and walk out. Yeah, or that's fine. go somewhere else and talk about it on stage yourself. Yeah. No, no, nothing wrong with any of those things. Yeah. But this this one woman's take was like women don't feel like they have a uh, – they can – they have the – ability to speak out about it i'm like speak out like so you're saying like to heckle hey i don't want you on stage i know everything about you and your story and it's i don't up to me. want you to perform in front of me even those other people are laughing right and that the, 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 these aggressive men were yelling good to see you back louis aggressive men like what okay that's like there's a framing of this and this is one of it's becomes this male versus female framing that louis right. sort of represents aggressive men sexual men doing things to women they don't want the women are sitting there inside okay joe that's the entire me too movement thread you know i again i I, I hate to give Owen Benjamin credit on this. I really do. But he did nail the he did nail it on the head when he said that the Me Too movement is basically, you know, demonizing all men and, you know, it's it's another men versus women thing. It's not helping the two sexes get along better, it's dividing them. It's become like instead of, you know, helping the sexes to understand each other it's become a big political thing so uh and by the way thanks uh brian i i like this hat too i just got it today so uh anyway but yeah the uh the me too thing has you know definitely become almost entirely about you know man hating and all women are victims you know, and like I said at the, at the very beginning of the program, I am glad that uh, Asia Argento is finally getting called out by the Me Too movement for her, you know, sexual abuse of a teenage boy. That's good at least. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Brian, I mean, I, I, mean I, I hear you, right? Yeah. Understand women? Good luck. 
that that's Brian's comment. No, no, Brian. I mean, I I get what I I get what you mean, right? And that's kind of why the the Me Too movement is absurd. Uh, well, I mean, it's absurd for a whole bunch of ways. But anyway, all right. Do you have any that? Do you have anything else to say here, Mister uh, Joe Rogan? Silence. They don't want to be there, and they don't have a voice because they feel overwhelmed and out overpopulated or uh, outnumbered. It's well, very... the problem is those guys that that Harvey and him and uh, Matt Lauer and people like that. They are the poster boys for that. So they're right. going to be watched very closely. And how does Matt any, Lauer fit any, into that? Any, I get confused by this one. By all accounts, Matt Lauer had affairs, right? In the office with girls who worked with him. So what was inappropriate is he, he was having sex with his staff, right? Right. But he was also hitting on people that didn't want to be hit on was in he? his office. Yeah, that was the accusations. Yeah, it wasn't just he was dating them. He was also... You know, Those making it, making didn't... weird advancements yeah. in, in the office. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is. But I mean, all I, these I guys, guess... all these guys, you know, they're all very complicated. They're all very fuzzy kind of things. But, uh, you know, those guys are going to be watched very closely. As you see, Louis just goes to this little club and does a set and it's national news and national debate. It's like it's it's uh, it's <laughs> it's heady stuff. It's heady stuff. Yeah. But. What's fascinating is that as a culture, we're going through this great time of change yeah. and this great time of uh, introspective thinking and of observing our behavior and discussing our behavior and watching this. Like you have the worst case examples of which my, in my opinion is Cosby, mm -hmm. the worst case example, like drugging people. And raping yeah. Them. I mean, there's. There's a woman who was on television on CNN. She said something that freaked me out once she said it. Is it All right. Uh, you know, they're kind of veering off the whole Louis thing. It's it's not wrong any more. Uh, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll post the clip in the show notes. It is a fascinating uh, clip to watch. It's about eight minutes long. And I mean, it's about 15 minutes long. And we've watched eight minutes of it total broken up with my commentary. Um, so, anywho, I guess my, uh, the point, uh, in tonight's show is basically, and the question of the evening is, uh, you know, we've given other celebrities like Charlie Sheen and Lindsay Lohan multiple second chances when they've messed up. Uh, I would, I would say... Louis deserves that same second chance. Uh, apparently, the the feminist mob that ha has become uh, the Me Too movement, they don't think so. But, you know, like I said, I, I hope he returns to Connie soon. Uh, I, I, I think the one thing he has going for him is even if the... even if the networks like, still won't do any deals with him because of, of the political fallout and whatnot. I think he has a big enough uh, audience just going to his website now that he could, uh, you know, he could do a couple of productions on his website and, uh, 
you know, it might not be enough to uh, get out of the red hole automatically, like in terms of debt and whatnot. But uh, it certainly, it certainly, uh, you know, would be a start. So yeah, let's see. Brian says, uh, yeah, we we let uh, we let Sheen have a chance, have a second chance, and he went and got AIDS. Brian, not only did we give Charlie Sheen a second chance, but we gave Charlie Sheen like he he even. He even joked about this uh, once before on his Comedy Central roast. I remember. It, I can't. I can't remember his exact joke he made of himself, but it's like, yeah, everyone gives. Everyone has given me like forty-seven chances in my life, and yet I still keep, you know, fucking up. So, uh, you know. And he was admitting it right there, right there himself in that in that roast. Um, you know, same with Lindsay Lohan. So, you know, I understand that we're in a super PC uh, culture, but come on, like I said, if we can get if we can give uh, if we can give Charlie Sheen and Lindsay Lohan a second chance, no, I'll up the I'll up the ante. If we can forgive. Bill Clinton. If we can forgive Bill Clinton for all his sexual misconduct and kind of give him and his crazy evil uh, wife a benef- the benefit of the doubt, you know, as a nation and allow her to run for president of the United States. You know, in which she could have hypothetically won. If if we're willing to give the Clintons a second chance, much to my begrudging, well, I mean, hell, what Louis has done compared to the Clinton crime family is, like, minuscule. Well, Brian, I, I, I agree. I agree that we can't forgive Clinton, but it seems like... It seems kind of like the mass popular culture has, like the same people who won't forgive Louis, have forgiven Bill Clinton. So, right? No, I, I, I hear you. Right? Yeah, yeah. They are, you know, doing that and other evil stuff. That that that's that's just weird. Is. Louis doing his stuff, which is weird, but and gross. But it's it's nothing compared to what the Clintons are doing, and yet we, and yet you know they give they give Bill Clinton a pass, but yet we we can't forgive. They can't forgive a a comedian who made a mistake in his youth you know, in his 20s, a second chance, you know, almost 15 years later. I don't know. It, it's weird. All right, folks. So that about does it for uh, tonight's show. I want to uh, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. And uh, like I said, it's the beginning of the month. Thanks, uh 
to all of the uh, supporters of the show, whether it was on Patreon or on Anchor for supporting the show. And, uh, you know, th- thanks for tuning in and supporting the show. We'll, uh, I'm going to do my second podcast this evening, the American Watchmen Roundtable. So I'll post the link to that. And, uh, folks, I do want to make one quick announcement. Uh, I'm doing, uh, I've got new audio software, which is recording the audio of this uh, YouTube stream into a second application. Uh, It's supposed to boost the audio quality of the uh, audio podcasts. So, uh, you know, if any of you are listening to this on the audio stream, uh, let me know how it turns out on the podcast. Uh, on the audio podcast, it should be a little loud. It should be a little, a bit louder. And uh, you know, a bit smoother. And uh, it should sound better. So, yeah. oh, thanks for uh, popping in there at the end, Ludwig. Uh, so, all right, folks. Uh, I'll see you next week if you're if you're only interested in tuning into the Whitfield Report, and if you're interested in tuning uh, into the uh, into the American Watchman Roundtable, uh, tune into that in five minutes. Just uh, search American Watchman on uh, YouTube and search under the uh, channels tab. Don't go under the video tab because it'll. Uh, It'll just show a whole bunch of clips from the Watchmen movie. So, uh, anyway, folks, like I said, uh, you know, have a good week. Happy September. Good night. God bless. God save this great nation. And uh, since he's not around to say it anymore, I'll just steal his catchphrase. God, freedom, legacy, in that order. Good night, and thank you for uh, listening slash watching.